0: Hello, everyone. I'm Paris Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to 12 O'Clock High, a podcast on business leadership with Tom Fox, hosted by Richard Lummis.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. Richard Lummis is on assignment this week, so we take things in a little bit different direction, where I interview book author Margaret Johnson. Margaret is the author of the book, From SOS to Wow. This book can help you move your leadership skills to a new level by helping you to burst through assumptions, unleash your creative ideas, and take courageous action to finally move to where you want to be. Margaret is a longtime energy and power professional here in Houston, and she took some of the leadership skills she's learned along the way and put these into a book turns out that uh, she and I are both Michigan State grads, so she talks about her years at Michigan State, how she got to Texas, and her professional career, which led her to this career. I think you'll find it a fascinating interview about how you can use many of the everyday lessons learned to help improve your leadership skills. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of 12 O'Clock High, which is part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back for another episode, and today I have with me fellow Michigan State Spartan, Margaret Johnson, who is a professional engineer, and she's going to tell us a little bit about that. But the reason I've asked her to uh, come onto the podcast is she has wrote just a fabulous book entitled From SOS to Wow, and so I wanted to... Um, Visit with her, and she's uh, taken some time uh, from a very busy schedule to talk to us about her book, her journey, and what you can do to really unleash kind of um, your own personal wow. So, Margaret, with that somewhat long winded introduction, welcome and thank you for taking the time to visit with me today.
0: Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you again.
1: So one of the things that struck me in your book, um, or perhaps it was on your LinkedIn profile, um, but you said you got to Texas as quickly as you could and as a native Texan. That certainly resonates with me, but I was wondering if you could give us a little bit about your background, uh, what you studied at Michigan State, and what brought you to Texas?
0: Well, I always loved math and science, and I had a girlfriend, um, one of my roommates whose sisters was in engineering, and she kind of turned me toward that. And I'm uh, one of eight children. My father's an engineer. I'm the only one that uh, went into engineering. And I worked with uh, Detroit Edison during my summers in college and got to do availability, reliability engineering. And even though I loved Michigan summer and fall and spring, (laughs) (laughs) the, the winters weren't my favorite season, even though I did like sledding and all the outdoor sports. And I think in my heart, I always wanted to go someplace warm. So when I graduated I started looking west and south.
1: So you came down to Texas to work in the energy industry. Could you tell us a little bit about uh, that work experience for us?
0: Yeah when I first started I was working for the power company. It was a similar job to what I'd done at Detroit Edison. I'd looked at like I said a lot of different jobs around the country and I think uh, it being warm and sunny and beautiful here And uh, some work that I was familiar with, I loved the power plants too. I started with, it was back back then, it was Houston Lighting and Power. Right. And I worked my way into management. And uh, when deregulation came through, I just um, had this inkling to kind of go off on my own and do all sorts of other different things.
1: So what led you to write this book?
0: I think part of it was really seeing so many people stuck, you know, and I don't believe it has to be that way. I think a lot of times when people get kind of stuck in their rut at work or in their personal life, they really don't see any other options or they're so tied up in their day to day, they can't look outside that. So I wanted to help people realize and see a lot of different possibilities and kind of give them a a little guidebook and a little kind of sidekick to uh, help them get well on their way to where they really could be.
1: So one of the things, Margaret, that struck me about your book was it, it really was not simply uh, an inspirational book or kind of get-off-your-duff book. It, it really gave the reader some specific action items that they could do. And you actually have exercises in here to, to get people thinking about not only what they want, but how they get to what they want. So I was wondering if you might be able to explain why you incorporated both of those into one book.
0: I think what uh, I've seen a lot of people, they read something, they hear a motivational speaker, oh, that's awesome, okay, I feel all pumped up, and then three days later they go back to life and go back to work and they haven't done anything. But if they could have a more concrete step or a little exercise that would at least get them started, I think that starts to kind of start the momentum. So the book is kind of sprinkled with some exercises. And you can actually, you don't have to follow the book from page one to the end. It's kind of like once you decide what your SOS is and and where you really want to be, you can kind of jump around the book like a a buffet, you know, a meal buffet, where you take a little bit of this and a little bit of that and whatever works for you that day. So that's why I wanted to tailor it that way. So it would really actually be something that would, they could use right away. It doesn't have to be the whole book. They could take a little piece of it and start uh, moving forward.
1: So I guess we should say that uh, at least the way you use SOS, I think that stands for same old stuff. So you really help people moving from the, the same old stuff to the Wow, which is well on the way. There were some specific things in the book that really struck me, and now that you've explained that it's really a buffet, it, it makes me understand why when I read it, um, I was really able to jump around and pick out things that I thought were really uh, struck, uh, spoke to me. and Amazingly, one of those was closer to the end uh, because I wanted to go to the part about failures. Uh, I've certainly mm-hmm. had failures in my life, and you, you talk about those uh, in a way to um, uh, uh, struck me as a little bit different because you t- um, in, the, in the example you gave, you spoke about something that might not be considered a failure. You considered it a failure. You called it a failure, you, or you still refer to it, yet you're able to grow and learn from it. So I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that.
0: Well, I kind of think everything um, we do or I do, there's a lesson to be learned. There's always a way to make it a little bit better. It doesn't mean we didn't do a good job. but And I think a lot of corporations uh, have that in place. You know, the lessons learned. What did we learn from this project? What did we learn from this mistake? And so uh, I kind of do that for myself. Every time I teach a class, I'm like, oh, you know, if I get a, a bit of feedback or I see something that didn't flow as smoothly, then next time I, I know that, oh, I could I could do that a little differently and I think I'd get a better result. So I think we're always learning and always growing. And it's um, kind of like that um, movie Groundhog Day. (laughs) If if we could go back and I don't know if you're familiar with that one with Bill Murray, but if we could go back and look at, Our day over and know what we learned, and then repeat that day, it would turn out a little bit better. So, I think it's just kind of always about uh, slightly improving and learning from whatever we're experiencing and applying that to all the new experiences. One
1: of the things that I think many people struggle with is uh, they feel that they have some sort of untapped creativity and they don't know how to bring that out or even unleash it. And you really directly address that. So, I was wondering if you could talk to us about. Uh, how you see unleashing your creative genius?
0: Well, I think what happens a lot of times is we don't actually take the time to be creative, or people think that oh, if um, my you know I'm not an artist or I can't write, so I don't have any creative talent. But we actually all do. It's we can be problem solving. It can be the way that we look at something. It can be the advice that we give. And so, if we can just kind of take some time to one uh, kind of give ourselves some quiet time to think about some things or problems or if we can do some little exercises that just start to increase our creativity because we can improve on it it might be take a different way home or you know instead of doing something this way let's sit down and think about how many other ways you could do it so there's little ways to tap into it and improve and play with your creativity and then another
1: exercise or, or chapter, I should say, you really t- t- took on or, or took head on, I thought, a really difficult uh, area in the corporate world, uh, which you, uh, the title is Mythbusters, but the subtitle is what spoke, spoke to me more clearly, Busting Assumptions and Breaking Barriers. And you really gave a couple of examples where people may have made assumptions about, um, uh situations that that turned Mm -hmm. out really not to be true at all and when you had the full information it turns out your original assumption was not correct um but i was wondering if you might be able to to help us understand how do you keep from jumping to those assumptions or and then how do you then break the barrier to get um through that
0: But I think a part of it, I remember when I first started working in engineering and I ran into my manager's office with, you know, something that was happening and he looks at me and he goes, you know, employee Olympics. And I'm like, what? And he goes, jumping to conclusions. And I like we sat down and talked for a minute and I realized that I'd seen something and all of a sudden I assumed X or Y or whatever was true. And so part of it is just realizing we always do it. And we always do it all the time. And so part of, you know, the first step is accepting that it happens and then start to be more aware of whenever, you know, if you read something, okay, what am I thinking about that right now? And I like to use an exercise with my clients. It's called uh, truth and lies or truth or lies. And so all these things that you believe about something, you write them down. Maybe you believe about speaking to upper management in your company. Oh, I can't do that. You know, I can only talk to my immediate manager. So you write down all the stories that you tell yourself and then you examine each of those stories. And is this really true? What makes me think this is true? How could I find out if it really was true or not? And if it wasn't true, how would I act differently? So it's first accepting that it happens, then start to be aware of, of things when you start to make an assumption and take action. And the other little exercise you can do is just to, Write down your beliefs about something and kind of and do an analysis of, is that really true or not? And if it wasn't, would I behave differently?
1: And then you've got a, a great phrase that uh, you've got a lot of great phrases in this book and acronyms. But <laughs> Thank one, you. you got one of which is heart and smart. And I was particularly struck uh, by that. And I was wondering if you might be able to um, explain that phrase or that acronym and and how you work it into uh, your the training you put on.
0: Well, from project management and other, you know, um, business or whatever environments, there's always this a reference to the SMART goal, which is specific and measurable and actionable or agreeable and reasonable and time framed. And so, in project management or work, we always say, "Oh, I have to write a goal, and can I really do this? And is it specific enough?" And then you try to try to act on it and get there. And there's problem is there's no heart or desire or emotion or intention. Uh, connected to it. So the reason I put those two together, it's almost like the left and the right brain, you know, my engineering brain and my creative or intuitive side, it's bringing those together. And if you bring that desire and think about if we achieve this, if this goal was achieved, then I would feel this way or things would be this way at work or my relationships would, you know, to focus on the feeling and the emotion and the end result, that heart part, can be the motivation to actually work through all the smart steps. So that's why I like to combine it because it's not just about, oh, you set a goal and then you can do it. It doesn't always happen for people that way, though there are people that just set goals and <laughs> flow right around, along without any heart part. So, Margaret,
1: unfortunately, we're near uh, the end of our time, but I was wondering um, if anyone wanted to find out more about yourself or your services more importantly find out more about the book and where they could get it uh, how would they do so
0: they're available the book is available on amazon so it's from sos to wow your personal coaching adventure and it's available on amazon they can get signed copies from me personally at ideas and beyond.com that's i-d-e-a-s-a-n-d-b-e-y-o-n-d.com and then, actually, the book has been accepted by Barnes & Noble, so it should be coming to the stores soon.
1: Oh, that's great news, Margaret. So I've yes, been speaking with uh, Margaret Johnson. She is the author of From S.O.S. to Wow. Uh, she's a, a fellow uh, Michigan State Spartan, as myself, and it's a fabulous book. I would uh, really urge you to take a look at it. It really gave me uh, some great ideas for myself, and I look forward to uh, continuing the conversation. Margaret, thank you.
0: Thank you for the time today. I enjoyed it. This is Paris Fox again. We hope you enjoyed this episode of 12 O'Clock High, a podcast on business leadership with Tom Fox. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and rate the podcast. Thank you for listening.